Well, Kurt, this morning we have Jim Young with us. Uh, he's been on the uh, residential program for about six, six and a half months. So, Jim, we want to welcome you to the uh, radio broadcast this morning. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Well, Jim, what what brought you to uh, to the Haven of Rest? What were the circumstances uh, that were going on in your life? Well, ultimately, what brought me brought me here was uh, I was homeless. I uh, I battled alcoholism. Um, you know, pretty much my time for the last 20 years, um, you know, and, uh, it's, it was definitely progressive, you know, started out, um, just having, having fun and, uh, eventually, you know, lost jobs, lost, a lost a marriage and, um, just couldn't, couldn't hold it together anymore. Well, you know, Jim, as we were talking a little bit before uh, the broadcast, obviously, yeah, alcohol played a, a major role in bringing you here. Uh, but I like the story that you were sharing uh, when you pulled into the parking lot of a church in Aurora, Ohio. Why don't you share a little bit about what happened in that parking lot? I was actually heading to an AA meeting, and uh, you know, I was ended up. I got lost. Really, had no idea that I was in Aurora till after afterwards. But I, uh, I just I seen a church and big parking lot nobody was nobody was there and i for whatever reason decided to pull into that parking lot and uh i pulled in and not even a minute later another vehicle pulled in next to me and uh old lady got out of her out of her vehicle and came up to mine and you know i was all prepared to just make some story up like i normally do try to cover myself and uh for whatever reason i just broke down started crying you know told her a little of my story um and she uh they were having a gathering that night to show an inspirational video and she invited me in and uh so i i uh joined them and uh, other members of the church came and they they all prayed for me and uh we watched watched a video and uh but afterwards you know i i had nowhere to go and uh so I, I told her that, and she, she said, well, why don't you just go talk to the pastor? So I went up to him and uh, explained to, to him my situation. Then he didn't hesitate. He grabbed his phone and, and uh, tried to see where he could uh, send me. And uh, the first place that popped up on his phone was Haven Arrest Ministries. Mm. And, uh, you know, he contacted them, and at, it was late. It was like 9 o'clock, and they, they weren't able to... Uh, take me in but they directed me to the ADM where I could spend the night um, so this pastor and his wife uh, you know they drove me drove me out from Aurora out here and I stayed at the ADM and uh, then uh, the next morning they um, directed me to Haven Arrest and uh, so I was able to come over and um, have uh, had spent ended up spending a couple nights had a few meals and um, just, I wasn't, wasn't aware that they had a long-term program. I, uh, I thought that it was just a homeless shelter. Mm -hmm. And, uh, just at that time, just didn't feel that it was conducive to what I was trying to, you know, I was trying to stay, I wanted to stay sober at that time and just didn't think it was the right environment. And, uh, so I just stayed a couple, this was, and this would have been in, uh, March of, uh, 2016. Well, you know, just real quick, Kurt, um, now you talked when they brought you down, or they, you couldn't come to the Haven Arrest, even though Kurt Haven Arrest accepts people pretty much all through the night. 
the reason why was because at that time you had been drinking, so they wanted to bring you down to the ADM right. to get sobered up so you could come back at the Haven Rest, right. and which you, you ended up doing. So um, so that's pretty much can be protocol here at the Haven Arrest if somebody's maybe under the influence or maybe there's a – sometimes we'll send them down to the ADM to get sobered up and then come back to the Haven. So very good. And so you got introduced to the long-term program, the resident program, through which staff person? I actually, uh, over on the uh, in the client service center side, I met with uh, Curtis uh, Tillman, and uh, so I talked to him. And just throughout our conversation, he, uh, I mean, there, it was definitely a divine conversation. And uh, he he contacted Jason Hubbard, and at the time, I believe it was a Thursday, and Jason said he wouldn't be able to meet with me till Monday. And uh, so me and Curtis continued to talk. And throughout our conversation, Curtis was just like, I need to get, you need to see Jason now. And uh, he contacted Jason again and, and told that to Jason. He's like, I have, a, I have a man here that you just, you need to meet him. And so Jason said, all right, send him over. So I came over, spoke with Jason and filled out the application at that time. And uh, so we, you know, there wasn't a lot of interaction. He just said, you know, why don't you take this as our, you know, kind of what the program's all about and uh, come back on Monday. And um, if you're still interested, you know, read this. And if you're still interested, come back on Monday and we'll uh, take it from there. And uh, so it was, it was unbe- at that moment, I truly knew everything was going to be all right. I, uh, you know, I stayed across the street. Um, you know, the next, uh, the next three nights then, but there was just an overwhelming presence that just, you know, just a peace of mind that I've, I've never had that I knew that I I knew I was going to be accepted here. And I knew that everything was, everything was going to be all right. Which is a marked contrast to probably the feelings that you had, um, Prior to coming to the Haven of Rest, it sounds like there was a lot of uh, maybe maybe chaos or uncertainty. Um, it didn't sound like there was a whole lot of peace. So so that changed right there. Now, as you look back, um, when did you come into the program again? Uh, December 5th. December 5th. So what aspects of the Haven's programming and the resident program um have really spoken to you have made a difference uh in your in your life to me it's just everybody who is in a authoritative position they are walking what they're talking you know more than anything i i just see real people you know i don't see anyone you know telling me things and then doing something completely opposite and to me that's just made been so important to me just because I definitely you know I'm not one for a bunch of flowery words and this is what you got to do and then you know not not back it up and uh, so it's just been just this the structure from from top to bottom everyone is here for a common goal and and I just see how the passion they have you know to truly help people, you know, and that this isn't about them, you know, they will sacrifice time and always, you know, just, just to try to help, help you out. And that just speaks a lot to me. And, uh, 
you know, because I've always with other programs that I've been in, it's, it's almost like, you know, they, it's a manual, like you got to do this, then you do this, then this, and then you achieve, um, you know, sobriety where here, I just feel like it's, you know, there is no, you know, there is a manual, it's the Bible, but it's not, it's not structured in any, you know, that you have to do this to acquire this and, and, and so forth that, um, you know, that they're really trying to change my overall mindset and uh, just, you know, way of life. Well, I know, Jim, in talking with you earlier, one of the things you said that was missing was a spiritual component. I want you to talk a little bit about going through your discipleship classes, going through the Bible, and finding out uh, maybe some of those answers to that spiritual component. Yeah, I, uh, I've always believed in God, um, but I've never, I never really opened up a Bible until I actually opened up the Bible about two months before I came to the program um, while, while I was in jail. Um, again, through just somebody I met in jail, and, and he could, just in our conversations, there were things that I touched on that he's like, that's in the Bible, you know? And I just, just it was amazing that these things were on my heart without ever even opening the Bible. And so I read, you know, I read uh, the book of John first, and then the book of James is what he, he recommended mm-hmm. I do. And, um, and they both just spoke to me. And since I've been here and opened up the Bible and just through, you know, the, the life application class, and I mean, just every day, you know, it just a lot. I mean, what's unbelievable is a lot of things that I have felt for so many years are now I'm reading them in the scripture. And uh, it's just been an amazing, amazing connection. And, you know, and just seeing how every every part of the Bible, how it, um, you know, just speaks to the type of life that I truly want to live. I just didn't understand how to do it. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I truly looked at God as somebody who would rescue me and save me when I was in a time of need. And as soon as he, as soon as he got me out of it, then I would take over, you know, I, okay, God, I got it from here, you know, thanks for doing what you did, but now it's time for me to be me. And, and, uh, I've got it. And, uh, you know, I'm just learning to appreciate every, you know, every situation and that, you know, all the glory goes to him and that without him, you know, nothing, nothing is possible. I know that you you take some classes on the, on the program. Um, anyone, I th- you think you have a authentic manhood, also uh, roots <laughs> of faith, uh, class, and, uh, there may be another one in there, uh, morning class yeah. too. Um, any of those, uh, particular classes, uh, stand out to you or, or moments that have meant something to obviously learning more about who God is and, and, uh, getting more of him into your your life yeah without a doubt um the morning class with uh jason hubbard and jesse slaybaugh um first i mean just two great teachers um but to me that's the the first the first lesson that i learned when i came here was on derailing the worry train and uh it was just a, a huge huge lesson for me you know just realizing i don't have to worry about anything that i'm i'm in i'm not in control um 
and and you know as long as that I just trust him, you know, everything is going to be okay. And that's where, you know, the peace, the peace of mind came in. And, but just throughout that class, it's all, it's all about applying the biblical principles to life. And again, that's what, what I needed most, you know, I don't need, you know, a manual to just tell me, you know, what to do, you know, I have to live, live through it. And these, these classes are geared to do, you know, to show me that, you know, and and I remember one thing, you know, Jason Hubbard, uh, Jason Hubbard said that was real that let me know that he was real was he said he said I don't I don't get you know I don't wake up in the morning and drop right to my knees he said I might flip on Sports Center and make a cup of coffee and then I'll pray, and to me that was real because I've been told f- through other places that. You, you have to drop your knees right away. And, and I'm like, nobody, you know, maybe some people do. And I, and I respect that. But for me, I'm like, that's just not real. You know, God is, if God is everywhere, then he under, he knows the situation and he wants us when we're at our best. And first thing in the morning, I might not be at my best, you know, to give him the, uh, you know, attention that he, that he needs. And to me, that was just real. That was, you know what? I don't have somebody who's just telling me, oh, yeah, I get down on my knees every day. And if you don't do it like me and if you don't close your eyes and if you don't get on your knees, you're never going to, you know, God will not understand you. And that's what that's what just right there gave me a connection that this, that, you know, that Jason is real. And uh, and since then, he's definitely taught me many, many more uh, life lessons. Well, you know, Jim, it's hard to believe, Kurt, we're getting close to wrapping things up here. Uh, but we're going to pray, continue to pray for you, Jim, because we know that God sent his uh, only begotten son, Jesus Christ, into the world, not to condemn it, but to save it through him. And we will continue as you go through your discipleship classes that God will speak to you through his son, Jesus Christ, and that uh, he will become more and more real to you. And as you said earlier, uh, when, you know, there's a peace that you have now as you are studying the scriptures and there's answers uh, that are coming out of the holy scriptures that are making sense and are speaking to your heart so in saying that how would you like our listening audience to pray for you yeah um i would just you know our hope that everyone can just pray for you know for perseverance and uh strength and wisdom for me in all decisions you know i have a lot of opportunities on the horizon right now that I've been just blessed with and I truly I don't know what direction I'm going to go so I just pray that first and foremost that I can persevere you know I know it's you know I'm getting towards the end so I'm excited about these possibilities but I know how important it is to complete what I've started so perseverance and then just uh you know the strength and wisdom to listen to what direction God has for me. You know, I don't, I didn't get here by myself and I definitely don't want to, to leave here, but you know, making, making my own decision, I want to follow God and just pray for that strength. Thank you, Jim, for sharing a little bit of your uh, story with us. And I know our listening audience will be praying for you. So thank you for sharing that, those requests as well. So thanks. I appreciate it guys.